So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. That's the whole game. Be ahead of the curve. You guys with me on this? You don't have to change everything on Tuesday, but most of you need to look at those guardrails. All my coaching clients, think about the conversations you're going to have with your coach before you just jump into something. Okay, coach, I'm thinking about number three. I'm thinking about number six. How do I do home everything? Why don't we just start there? An easy one. What's the best way for me to get everybody on my website? What's the best way for me to make sure all my service providers and maybe altering my offering as an example? Think about those guardrails. Don't just race in. Be strategic. That's the key. Now, today, this morning specifically, I wrote down this goal. I want you all to be wealthy. So let's play a game right now. I want you to write down right now, since you're by yourself or with your team, and I know some of you are you know, with like 10, 15, 20 people and watch parties in Vegas and Miami and every place else, write down right now what you believe your net worth is. So if you took all of your assets minus your debts, that's your net worth. You got a $500,000 house, you owe 300,000 on it, that's 200,000. You got $80,000 in the bank, you got $280,000. As an example, what do you believe? What's up, Stephen Cohen? What do you believe your net worth is today? Now, I know when I said, I want you to be wealthy, some of you were like, wealthy health, wealthy relationships, the whole enchilada, and the answer is yes. But in this conversation, I wanna to talk to you about your do-re-mi, your money. I want you to make more money, have more money, save more money, invest more money, so sometime in the very new future, when you decide to be done, you are done. Does that make sense? Give me a yes if that makes sense. So take a look at the slide. Here's the first thing I wrote down. What did the pandemic teach a lot of us? And what did it certainly teach myself looking at all these people around the world that we support? That the vast majority of them simply do not have enough cash. Okay, be honest, because we're all amongst friends here. How many of you had a moment during the pandemic where you said to yourself, it would be nice if I had way more cash in the bank? Be honest. Right? So just about every hand went up. And I know many of you, because a lot of my longtime clients, as I said to you guys on day one, I've been saying, stop spending your money on dumb stuff. Save more cash. Right? You don't have enough cash. Many of you, I, I talk to clients all the time, they're like, hey, I got up to like $300,000 and then I put them all into like four fix and flips. Now I have no cash, but I'm gonna turn that into this and I'm like, ah! Like, that scares me. So I'm gonna have a very tactical conversation with you about 10 different things I'd like you to consider. 10 different things I'd like you to take on as a part of your discipline. But my friends, inside of that 10, to me, it starts with number one. Number one is this, my friends. You need to create a bigger future to live into. Now, when I say a, a bigger future, I'm really talking about a vision, a vision for your life, your lifestyle, how you want to be. 
Now, many of you in the past where we'd be together at a summit for three or four days, and sometimes I would do this at my Blueprint event where I would say, hey, let's close our eyes and let's do a future self-visualization. And I want you to imagine yourself, Sandra, imagine yourself 20 years out to get a clear picture of what your life looks like. And every time I do that, I see hundreds of people crying, right? Crying not out of you know, loss or worry, but out of that clarity, maybe for the first time in their life, they were able to say to themselves, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay, and I know exactly where I'm going to end up. Now, my friends, many of you know that this is something that I've been doing for decades now. And right now, Belinda, I'm five years in to the current 20-year vision. And if you can imagine, here's your first assignment, so please write this down. There's actually two. The first assignment is, I want you to write yourself a letter. Now, play along with me. Ready? The letter's going to say, you know, dear you, as in your name. And then play along. It's September 2040. It's September 2040. And in case you're wondering, my friends, how fast that goes by, it goes by like this, right? 10 years, 20 years. Every one of us with children knows, here's your baby. Oh, good. Now we're going to Vegas because he's 21. That happened like that fast, right? So it's 2040. And here's the hook. You ready? My life turned out extraordinary by my design. My, my life turned out extraordinary by my design. And then Gantry, what I challenge you to do is to just declare everything you would want. And I'll give you some context. Ready? Your relationship, your health, your family, your relationship, your health, your family. 20 years from now, right? The first time that I, I read this letter to my wife, right? And, and then from there, we collaborated on it. But I started the process. I read it and I said, and Michael and Stephen are 35 and 37. They've become even greater men than we possibly dreamed, married with children of their own. And my wife's like this, oh, I have grandchildren. I'm like, it's 20 years from now, baby. But yes, right? We made the letter emotional. So it charged us that every time we read it, it was inspiring to read. Now, you might say, you know, oh God, I thought about this stuff before and I've done the vision board, right? And I put these things up, but here's the thing, you ready? I don't think you took it seriously. I, I don't think that you took into context that everything that is super worthwhile in life takes more time than you think. Everything that is big in your life didn't happen on a Tuesday. There was no luck, there was no magic. What's up, Sophie? It was years and 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 maybe a decade and a half, and then bam, it happened. I have a check in my back pocket. Here's your next assignment. You ready? The next assignment is, I want you to write a check payable to yourself for 10 years from today. 10 years from today. So you're literally going to grab a check out of your checkbook, and you're going to make it payable to you, 10 years from today for a number that would be so incredible for you to just have one year that you earn that much. Now, here's what's great. It could be from 
a real estate deal that you fix and flipped. It could be your gross commission income. It could be a combination of your coaching fees. It could be all these different things that you do to generate income, all of that combined. So I was, you know, in my safe, right, yesterday, and I was looking around because I wanted to find it. Here is the check that I wrote to myself December 31st, 2003. That was the day before my new company started, right? So it's, you know, New Year's Eve, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right. And I write it down. And the number, I was like this, oh, $5 million, right? Guess what I earned as the CEO and owner of the company in year one? Zero. I took no money out of the company. Guess what I earned 12 years later? $5 million. But I knew, hey, it's going to take time. I had no idea I was going to go into 2006, 7, 8, 9. That kind of slows some things down for a few of us, yes? Now, I don't say that number to impress you. I say it to say to you, listen to me. I carried this thing. I don't know if you could see it. It's like a little plastic hoobie-doo. And then somebody gave me one of those fake million-dollar bills and I carried this around with me, oh, I don't know, for about 10 years, when all of a sudden, Sophie, I was getting close to it, and I was like, okay, it happened. Now, here's the difference, you ready? I say to you, I want you to get wealthy. And I say to you, I want you to write a check. When I was writing this check, there was no concept of making that money, right? I was leaving a very, quote unquote, safe family business situation, making really good income, helping my father create a fortune and enjoying the shekels I was making along the way. And when I started brand new zero, I'm like, I declared this much. And I already had a 20 year vision that I was working towards. But back then it was like, I want to do infomercial products for children to teach them affirmations and grow up with higher self-esteem. Yes, that was a part of my first 20 year vision. But when I wrote it five years ago, it was very much the business we have today and where we're going. So things can alter along the way. Very important distinction. It's not Joshua set in stone, but this is the vision I have for my life and it's going to adjust. Now, you have heard that exercise seven million times. And yet, with all of us out here, I know the vast majority of you, you've heard it, but you don't do it. Look up here. How many of you know uh, exercise is a good idea? How many of you know that? Exercise is a good idea. How many of you know that like eating healthier more often, that's also a good idea. And how many of you also, the vast majority of you, never do any of that shit? See, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it. Yes or yes, my friends. It's one thing to know it. It's a totally different thing to do it. And what I'm challenging you on, certainly on the last day, the best day, with everything we're gonna do today, at the very end, I need you to hang tight with me because it's all about how do we put it all into action? I cannot stress to you enough, write the check payable to yourself, put it in your wallet, put it in your purse. One of my clients, the gal put it in her bra for about five years. I thought that was a really good idea. I said, did your husband ever find that? She's like, no, like that's a, an issue you might want to work on, but that's a separate note. All right. So that's the obvious first one. Here's the one that I've talked about for years, and I'm not going to go through it too in-depth because you've seen this. Certainly, it's the most popular video I have on YouTube, but it's what happens when you get a check. So I've said to people for years, right? There's three types of agents. You get a check. It goes into a personal account. You don't have an LLC. You don't have an S-Corp. You don't have a C-Corp. The money comes into you personally. You have all the liability. You have none of the tax advantages, and basically, pardon my French, you're a dumbass. That's the reality. 
You're in business, but you're not acting like a business person. The most fundamental thing that Anderson does, the reason why I brought them in, to help you guys. Number two, a little more advanced, you get a check, it goes to your tax account, a percentage goes to your tax account, and then a percentage goes to run your business, and the balance goes to your house. And this is common sense 101 budget management of your money, but then it gets more advanced. And again, I'm not gonna go through it in detail, you can watch the YouTube video on this where I went through it in detail, but the very best people, the wealthiest agents I know, and I'm looking at faces here that I can call out and I won't because like one in particular, she texted me and said, okay, the pandemic's happening. I'm a little bit in a panic, but it's okay. I talked to my husband and said, how are we doing? And he said something like, don't worry, honey, we have seven years reserves in cash. That's a nice thought. I want you to think about that. Her husband said, we have seven years reserves to run our business and our life. Don't worry, baby. Just do what you got to do. Know that we're taken care of financially. I know that women like that took the time to set up their financial life different from, say, this person and dramatically different from this person. It doesn't matter where you are today. I don't care if you make 100000 or you make 100000 a week, right? A year or a week. You want to set it up the right way. Here's number three. You ready? you got to set a budget and measure. Now, you're probably going to want to take your phone out, even though you're going to get the slides at the end. But here's the most basic way to look at your budget and your business. You say to yourself, all right, my operating expenses, aka my fixed costs for the most part, salaries, marketing, lead generation, education, coaching, supplies, communication tech, auto insurance, equipment, etc. all of that, no more than 30%. No more than 30%. Your intent is to have a 70% margin in your business, 70% profitability pre-tax, 70% profitability pre-tax. Now you can see one of the ones that people will over-index on is their marketing and lead generation. They're going into rapid growth mode. So they'll say, I will overspend, right, on marketing and lead generation to accelerate my growth. But at a certain point, you've got to balance it out and get back to that 70% margin. Do you want to know why, my friends? Everybody repeat after me. Taxes. Yes. Now, I know some of you are like, what's that? Because some of you like somehow seem to avoid that. I'm challenging you to say, you, wherever you are in the world, live in the greatest country on the planet, pay your taxes. That's the game. That's how it works. So there's your basic budget. Now, the next one is you want to know what it costs you to generate and close a transaction. So write this in your notes. You ready? I want you to all have a minimum of five different lead sources, a minimum of five different ways that you're bringing in customers. So one will be your past clients in Sphere, and one will be online lead generation, and one will be your geographic farm, and one will be this, and one will be that. But you want to have five, but here's the hook. What you want to know is the cost per transaction for each one. Because one of them, one of them is going to be that sugar cookie, which I'll get into in a minute. The rest of them, you say, gosh, you know, what? I, I love this when people say, oh, my referral business doesn't cost me anything. You know, I just email and I make some phone calls and sure, I do a little direct mail, but it's so small. And then I say, really? You have a 30% fixed cost in your business. Every transaction you do has a percentage associated to both your expenses and your taxes. 
every transaction. You've got to get that into your head. When you get a check for $10,000, you don't have 10, you have seven, and then you pay taxes. That's what you really have. How many of you guys are with me on this? Say I, right? We need to see it as it is, right? And not have this inflated like, oh, I got this big check and that's all I'll pay off my debt. Oh, that's right, taxes. Now I only got a couple little checks. That strategy, my friends, is what very poor people do. They chase from one deal to the next versus setting it up the right way, even if it starts out small and building it up over time. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Now, here's the next one. Know all your tax laws. I am blown away when I get you know, into dialogue with people and I'm like, okay, so you have cash. Good, where do you have your cash? Oh, I just have it sitting inside my you know, blank account. I'm like, well, why not do like California mini bonds? Well, what are those? I'm like, what? I'm like 3.5% return, right? Used to be 45 got a little damaged, but you pay no state income tax and no federal tax on all the gains. They're like, how do you get that? I'm like, you walk into your bank and say, do you guys sell muni bonds? You call your broker and say, do you sell muni bonds? And they say, of course we do. Like, that's just a tiny little one of one million things that most people don't study. The reason why the vast, not you, but the reason why the vast majority of our, our, our industry end up flat broke, poor, living on their family, retiring, hoping and praying the government does something, is they don't lean in to what they don't understand, which is money. And yet, you talk to the wealthiest people on the planet, they're in this dialogue all the time. All the time. Not obsessed with it, but making sure they're doing it the right way. Now, I'm going to play you a cute little video. I hope you guys can hear this really loud. But listen to this young boy as he's playing a game that has business and real estate associated. Uh, What's been, where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. It's not fun to, it's not fun to what? <laughs> it's the worst part of the game. Of, it's what? Taxes. That's how I see most agents. Oh, I just got a big deal. Taxes. I live in California. 52% tax. Woohoo! Yeah, exactly, right? Like, that's the game, my friends. Now, with all of that, what it should do is immediately say to you, I'm not selling enough houses. Because when you take taxes, expenses, cost of living, the things that you're not doing, the fact you don't have enough cash in the bank, you're like, wait a minute, I can actually solve this. It's not like you have a job where you can't go out and accelerate your income. You can accelerate your income as much as you desire, right? We start with the right base and we accelerate our sales. That's the whole reason we're here. But here's the one you're probably not thinking about. Can you raise your average sales price? Can you ratchet it up from, I'm making this up, 350 to 400? 350 to 400 times 25 transactions, that's a lot of additional gross commission income. Can you go from 550 to 650? Can you go from a million to a million four? The great news is with all the things that we're teaching you and what Jason will finish with today and after Gary Vee and then me on the top, 
you're going to say, wait a minute, I can target these marketing strategies to any price point I desire. So the reality is most of you, you're probably selling in the sales price of the glass ceiling that you have put on yourself. You are selling in the sales price in the glass ceiling you have placed upon yourself. Now, here's the next one. Increase your retained commission percentage. So let's do a be honest, you ready? Right now, no BS in front of the real estate gods. I want you to write down the average percentage you retain after kickbacks, rebates, you know, a little help now and then. Are you at two? Are you at 2.25? Are you at 1.9? Really, really, really. Really, 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 do you know? I find that everyone says, oh, you know, I'm like two and a half percent. And then I go through their volume and their commission. And I say, no, you're actually at 2.125. What? I'm like, it's math. It's math. Most people don't know. You want to know why, guys? Because in the moment, you say, sure, I'll help you. In the moment, you say, well, they are a friend. In the moment, you say, I'm double ending this deal. In the moment, in the moment, in the moment, and your income goes like this. Bink, 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 bink. You think it doesn't matter in the moment, my friends, but just take a look at this. A $500,000 sale, after all is said and done, rebates, assistance, oh, the other agent calls you and says, if we just kick it a little bit more, then we can make this whole thing work. At 2%, you're at 10 grand before your broker split, but at 3.5% because you brought out a better service offering, like we talked about yesterday in the morning, you're at 17.5. 7,500 additional dollars in, 7,500 additional dollars in just because you brought out a better service offering or you being better at negotiating your fees. I know it should seem like common sense, but I know this, my friends, the vast majority of you, especially right now in the hotter markets that we're in, you guys are giving concessions all day long. You're taking your money and you're lighting it on fire just to get the deal done, to move on to the next one. And I'm telling you, what will you do if the market slows down? You know what happens? You form a habit of discounting. You form a habit of commission concessions. It becomes the norm for you. I had a wonderful guy I worked with many years ago in uh, Newport Beach, California. Not gonna say her name, she might be watching, but she'll know. She calls me and she's like, I need some help. I'm like, what's up? She's like, you know, I did like $50 million in, in sales last year. And I'm like, well, what was your GCI? And she tells me, and I was like, oh, you charge like 1%? 1%? She goes, well, let me explain. What happened was like, I work a lot of referrals and I've been helping a lot of my friends and then their friends and their friends. And guess how she's referred as? She's totally amazing and she does it all at 1%. She's totally amazing. It says it all 1%. That wasn't her marketing plan. She didn't write out a business plan saying, I'm going to become the best over-service agent on the planet available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I'm going to reduce my commission down to 1%. But over time, my friends, she thought it didn't matter in the moment. Over time, that became her average. Now, the good news is we were able to break the cycle right? A little accountability, a little role play, a little reconditioning of what was going on in her psychology. And she got right back there. And look, if your average sales price is four or five million bucks a year, and you can retain two and a half or, you know, 2.25, let's be honest, my luxury brokers, you're killing it, 
right? If your average sales price is three, four, Stephen Cohen selling, you know, 17, 18, $20 million, you know, townhomes, you keep two, two and a half percent, winner, winner, chicken dinner. The problem is I'm seeing too many luxury brokers get it down to 1.5 or they double end it and do the whole thing for like two and a half or three because they say, well, it's just this one time. Okay, do me a favor. Will you please look at the screen and say, Tom, you're talking to me. I got it. Patricia, I didn't see your lips move and I'm looking right at you, girl. I like it with your elite lanyard on. I love that. All right, let's keep going. You ready? So obvious too, ready? You can increase your sales price, right? You have to make more sales, my friends. You, you, don't, you don't understand. You know all those times when I would say to you, write down your income goal and you'd write down a number and then I'd say, put a zero behind it. And you would all go, ah, right? But what you didn't understand is I knew, Stephen, as successful as you are, you have got to do more business, more transactions, because living in New York City and the Hamptons is expensive. And the taxes are bananas. And that's not a positive bananas. That's a California, New York bananas. The reality is, if we're not paying attention to this stuff, yeah, we might have a good lifestyle, but I want you to be wealthy. How many of you guys get that? I want you to be wealthy, which means we got to focus on increasing sales. We got to see if we can raise our average sales price. And we have to pay attention to our net percentage of all of our commissions on average. Now, here's the next one. Can you add some additional revenue sources? Can you add some additional revenue sources? Can you add some additional revenue sources? Now, there's lots of ways to do it. I'm not recommending like, you know, some, uh, you know, multi-level marketing thing or, you know, start selling some juice product. No, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Here's three ways I see my clients doing it. Three ways that continue to help them make extra pops of 100 here, 200 there, 300 there, 400,000 there. One is fix and flips. My friends, we are marketing machines. We see deals and opportunities all the time. Why would you take that rundown house, put it in the MLS, sell it for, you know, in two seconds with 35 offers of which 25 of them are developers and builders and fix and flippers, wholesalers, right? Diving on the deal. Why would you not say, hey guys, what do you guys need to net from this deal? What if I just made this an easier transition for you and I just bought the house and then let you guys lease it back for a little time so you can move on and do what you want to do? And you say, but Tom, I don't have the money. Look up here. Look up here, guys. In your notes, write this down. If you have the deals, the money is easy. And every one of you knows that. If you have the deals, the money is everywhere. If you have the money, excuse me, the deals, the money is everywhere. One of my super close friends, a guy named Ken Carey, he's done about, I don't know, for 31 years, you know, 20 to 25 infomercials a year. If you saw, you know, Hooked on Phonics, 1-800-ABCDFG. If you saw Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris working out on machines, he did that. If you saw the banjo fishing rod, if you saw the alien golf wedge, he did all of those infomercials and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more. And he would say to me, Tom, all we do we take a little $50,000 investment, right? Usually our own cash or the company that hired us to do it. We do a couple test ads. If we can situation where Tim, we spend a dollar and we make a buck 25, just spend a dollar and make a buck 25. He said, the money that is available for us 
is in the hundreds of millions just on that 25% increase. And many of you think to yourself today, but I don't know those people. Go on to Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn today and say, my name is Tom Ferry. I run across a lot of real estate lucrative transactions. I'm looking for one to two strategic investors that would like to partner with me, not on one transaction, but on multiple transactions. Please send me a DM and let me know if you're interested. What if one of your past clients calls you and says, hey, I got like three and a half million bucks in cash. What are you looking to do? Like, I, I'm interested. What are the terms? Is it 5%? Is it 6%? Is it 8% on my money? You know you can also go to some of the banks and you can get 8% loans all day long on fix and flip deals. The point is, my friends, this is a way for you to take, instead of getting a 2.5% or a 3.5% or commission, get a 6.5%, get a 7 get an 8% commission because this is your business. Wholesaling deals, find them, sell them to somebody else, take the margin, do the development yourself, right? The bottom line is this, I need you to stop thinking just transactionally. I need you to be thinking volume and revenue. Transactions are great, volume and revenue, that's what moves the needle. Everybody say I, if you guys get that. I don't care what your sales price is, 185 or you know, 28 million. Volume and revenue, volume and revenue. You did a lot of deals, yay. How much volume and revenue did you bring in? That's the game. So the next one is, what's your most profitable transaction? What's your most profitable transaction? I have a buddy of mine who has built multiple companies. Um, you would know him if you've ever been inside of McDonald's. I don't go to McDonald's, but he sells all of the cookies that McDonald's sells or gives out and all their little whatever Happy Meal treats. And when he got that account, it was instantaneously a multi-billion dollar business. It was before. But I sat down with him one day and I said, so what's the key to your success? He says, Tom, every business has three things. It has a macadamia nut, a chocolate chip, and a sugar cookie. And I'm like, I don't understand the cookie business. What do you mean? He says, you know, they got the super luxury sales that you do every now and then, right, Stephen? Every now and then you do a $28 million deal, right? That's the macadamia nut. The chocolate chip is that medium sales price, right? The deals you do, but there's a lot of competition there. And he said, the sugar cookie is the one that costs you next to nothing and you can close a ton of them and you make a fortune in the process. He said, every company I invest in, I find out what's their sugar cookie and can we scale it? What's the sugar cookie and can we do way more of it? You gotta know, back to that earlier question, what's the most profitable transaction you do and how do we do two or three times the amount. The next one. When was the last time you asked your operator or your CPA to go through all of your credit card statements, all of your checks, and figure out, not cut, but figure out where you could reduce your cost by three, five, or 10%. Where could you reduce your cost by three, five, 10%? I know for many of us, right, as we were, you know, going through COVID, you and your coaches were working on reduction of cost. What do we need to get rid of? Where's the fat, right? When we get better and better and we make more and more money, you know what happens, guys? We throw money at problems versus solving them. And then something like COVID tragically happens or something worse. And the next thing you know, we're like, wow, look at all this stupid excess. Let's reduce the excess and let's refocus on building revenue, right? And volume. That's the key. By the way, if, I used to say this all the time, if your Uncle Larry does your taxes, you're a dumbass. 
Now, Uncle Larry is a metaphor for your friend, your brother, your uncle, your aunt, who's relatively good with a calculator. You with me? You are a business person. Taxes are vital, and you need to have a really good CPA who is looking at your books and helping you understand, hey, I see this and this and this. You need to be spending more money there. You need to stop doing this. This is dumb stuff. And let's figure out how we're going to get you in a place, not a financial planner, a tax strategist, who's going to figure out how you can minimize legally your taxes to get the most possible money in your bank. Now, the last one. Who on your team, for all my team leaders out there, listen up, who on your team converts at the lowest percentage? Who on your team converts at the lowest percentage? So <clears throat> let's just say everybody gets 10 leads a month, right? Sarah's gonna be closing five out of them, right? Phil's gonna be closing three out of them, right? Johnny's closing, you know, 0.5. Your costs for the leads are exactly the same and the cost to run your business is exactly the same you are losing money every time you give Johnny a lead. You're losing money, but Sarah's already super busy and Phil is super busy. Who cares, give them more, right? They know how to convert. The biggest cost many of you have on teams is the salespeople that don't convert. Now I know a lot of sales teams are watching right now and they're like this, he is talking about me and oh my God, my name is actually Johnny. Johnny, don't worry, I say coach them up. Coach them up for the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days. Give them a shot. Johnny, the best thing that can happen to you is your team leader says, Johnny, you got 120 days to do four deals or maybe you should not sell homes somewhere else. And then work with you on your scripts, work with you on your conversion, work with you inside follow-up boss, do all the things that you need to do to get better. Not just cut you, but give you a legitimate shot. But many of you, you need that pressure to get out there and perform. So as I wrap up this very quick conversation, what are you going to do more of less of stop? And I already added two for your start doing. I already added two. All my coaches, listen up. All my coaches out there, I want every person to write the check and I want every client in our entire community to create a vision for their life, whether it's five, 10 or 20 years. And Paula, right? Next year, when we're all together in Anaheim face-to-face, -face, I'm going to ask you all to bring your letter. And instead of just walking around and saying, oh, hey, I'm kicking ass. What's going on? Maybe we should say, let me tell you the story of my life. Let me tell you where, you know, myself and, you know, Stephen, your children. Think about 20 years from now, right? Your daughters, 20 years from now. Think about how insane that is probably both out of college, on to some next part of their life. Maybe they're getting married. You might be a grandfather in 20 years. Think about that, right? I wrote it in like that. The boys are married, right? They got this going on, that going on. It was so powerful to write that letter. What are you gonna do? Stop, I'm giving you 30 seconds. What are you gonna do? More of less of start and stop. You decide right now. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.